What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we are back with another episode with one of my friends all the way across the country, Kate Glavin. <laughs> you can hear my dog whining in the background because I had to put her in her crate. Um, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys, I literally got a dog. Um, I got a puppy. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know this, obviously, but <laughs> I haven't really posted about it. I feel like I've been MIA from this podcast for many reasons. Um, one of them obviously being my puppy that I'm taking care of, but like, I don't know. I've just been feeling some type of way. I just haven't really been doing that well mentally. I don't know what exactly it's from. I don't know if it's the winter blues. I don't know if it's me not being able to run because I'm injured or like now I'm on the road to recovery, which we talk about in this episode a lot because Kate's also injured. Um, but please bear with me during this time. I just feel like I don't know... I'm trying to like sort it out, you know, with my own brain. So yeah, I'm going to continue putting out episodes when I can. Um, so I appreciate you guys for listening and being patient with me. And also you'll meet my puppy soon on YouTube. Okay. Episode with Kate Glavin. She's a TikToker, content creator, now YouTuber. She's diving into that platform. She's a runner, just a wellness queen. She has a meme page called CMOS Girlies that she runs with her friend Emma. She has a podcast. She's just got a lot going on. We talk about a bunch of different stuff um, in this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Also, I'm editing this right now, and I'm realizing that, like, I recorded it in a different area of my apartment because my dog is in the other room, and the echo was so bad, so it made the audio a little bit weird on my end, so I'm really sorry that I'm gonna try to fix that for the next one. I don't know exactly what happened, but my apologies on my end. Just forewarning you guys, there are some cuss words in this episode, so if you're like sensitive to that, I'm sorry, um, but we just let it rip, you know. with Kate it's like a year later now and I was like honestly I feel like you're the perfect person to chat with right now because we're both um injured girly struggling um yeah thanks for having me back uh sucks the universe blessed us cursed us with the injuries at the same time we were talking about before we started recording that like I think a lot of people that I follow and look for for content like aren't running or taking a break or something like that. So I told Emma like maybe astrology for runners right now, like something in the universe telling us all to um, not run. <laughs> so if you're not running, you're with us. Yeah, I, I really do feel like, especially other like running influencers that I follow are injured right now. I don't know if it's just casual runners too, but a lot of the influencers, you know, we're out here, we're, we're struggling, we're in pain. If you have no content on your timeline, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Can't... Literally, you're getting me and my new dog. And other than that, like, I'm kind of giving you nothing, so. We're all pivoting. We're all having to pivot. I've been pivoting into posting about weed. Like, I'm. <laughs> we have new eras that we're all in now. And, yeah, come on. We're all multifaceted creators out here. I saw that you, you said that you, like, do a little puff-puff before going to spin class. Yeah. Should we get into that as my first subject? Because I, 50 people have shared that story on Instagram and I'm really curious what's going on in the DMs. Um, so this kind of relates to running actually. I was in my like Cali sober, like running era where I was smoking weed before running. 
So back up on me. My experience with alcohol and drugs is that like I was a straight edge loser my whole life. Not saying loser is straight edge, but you know what I mean. Like I never drank, never went to a party. I didn't have my first kiss till I was twenty. So like I was just late to it, and I wasn't like I was like I don't need to drink alcohol. Like I'm a nerd at NYU. Like I just want to be on the Supreme Court. I don't care. Um, and then as I like kind of loosened up a little bit, and was like okay, like like alcohol. Alcohol never did anything for me. It never like brought anything positive to my life. I don't feel like I got more loose or like chill or like I was just like even on dates I was like okay I could blab sober and I can blab with alcohol in me like you're getting the same me I don't know so I never really grew up with an experience with weed like no one in my family smoked weed didn't have any friends that smoked weed and so like definitely probably had inherited some stigmas around it or like also associated weed with alcohol where I was like okay alcohol hasn't brought me anything I don't think weed will either and kind of put it at that there's a run club in Brooklyn called Rage and Release and it's a cannabis running group and I was introduced to them by like Ty Haney's company Joggy because they had an event like last summer and Ty was in town so I go to this and I was like oh there's this whole running group because like I wasn't really like aware of the running culture and like all the groups because there's so many in New York like hundreds of fucking run clubs so I went to this one and I realized like everyone's smoking weed before the runs for a very long time I never participated and then one of the days I was like fuck them I'm here like sober Kate like let's just do it Started smoking weed before my runs, and I'd have to say the physical effects were, like, crazy. I mean, I did feel like Bambi on ice the first time I did because I wasn't aware of dosage, my body weight, you know, all that stuff. Um, But I am a very analytical and, like, over-analytical, overthinker girly. And so when I'm running, I'm like, how's my foot? How's this? How's my heart rate? How's this? Duh, duh, duh. And it really sucks the joy out of running. Like, I think ever since I got a fucking running watch and, like, started taking running more seriously the mental part of running has been hard for me to like just go on a run and not like be a paranoid freak so weed has helped me in that aspect and so when I was training for uh my marathon which is next month pray to god I can still run it I started smoking weed before my long runs and then I would like stop halfway like smoke a little bit more keep trucking along (laughs) you're like what the fuck I've just Um, never heard of anyone doing that there's like a lot of people I know like I've started talking to a bunch of guys and they're like yeah I never don't work out high like I'm always high when I work out like I've just like un like ripped off a can of worms that I never knew um and I've gotten a lot of dms of people like yeah I'm always high when I'm working out like it's so great um and I haven't noticed anything of like I've taken edibles I've like smoked like weed whatever like joints stuff so I haven't noticed anything of my lungs with that because some people ask questions about that um and so spin class I've been able to introduce that back into my movement thing I was like literally doing nothing for four weeks and then my PT was like you can bike so I started taking edibles before spin class but like a spin room is like dark and there's lights and so it's a little bit of a goofy crazy experience but um I've been enjoying it and I feel like a legend when I leave class so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it it's kind of like a science experiment on my body at this point (laughs) yeah I mean if it works like why not you know like yoga Um, I'm like I think my performance is the same like I don't know sure do you do you feel a difference with like pain because obviously people like use cannabis for pain so do you feel like it helps your knee yes like this I have to say this was the only thing that gave me relief throughout like the really bad parts of my injury was weed I was taking I had like not steroids but some sort of pain medication prescribed from a doctor had ibuprofen was taking that twice a day I'm like very much a wellness girly so I was taking my curcumin I was doing all of the supplements and like the holistic eastern medicine thing I went to acupuncture I got cupping I was trying every healing modality under the sun for like acute pain and stuff like that nothing was helping every sort of like cbd roller on my knee nothing was helping as soon as i took an edible like my knee felt fine 
I was like, what the fuck? What's going on? But the thing is, like, if you do have an injury and you're just like, I'm going to take an edible, the thing is, like, since you can't, your pain receptors, like, turn off in a certain way, and if you're going to go walk, you're probably going to walk in a funky way and then wake up the next morning and be like, hmm, my knee kind of feels bad. So, um, just lay in bed if you're going to smoke weed or something like that. Or, I mean, you can take an edible because, yeah, you could also, like, fuck yourself up. So, proceed with caution. Well, yeah, obviously, because, like, it wouldn't be, you're not solving the problem with the weed. It's more of just, like, exactly. a... Yeah, yeah, a band aid while you are in hell. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, how's the pain been for you? Have you found any remedies for you that's been working? Well, now I mean, now it's better when I walk, so I don't really feel it anymore, which is like so nice. Because like we were talking yeah. before, um, this episode started. When I was in Japan, I was in so much pain, and I think like I just didn't really realize like how much pain I was in until now when I'm not in pain anymore, and I was like, yeah, I was like really in pain. Like every step I took, it felt like I was like walking on a broken back. Um, yeah. I don't think I've actually talked about my injury on my podcast, so if people, like, only listen to my podcast, they wouldn't know, but I got, like, a, my feet, I mean, I've had a lot of, like, sciatica problems, which is, like, a nerve issue, um, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, it's, like, a compressed nerve in your back and, like, your piriformis, so your glute and stuff, so, like, my glute, and it would, it would, like, I don't know, kind of spread down to my hamstring, would just feel, like, really stiff and tight and then I got to the point where it was like it literally felt like I was running on a broken bone or like walking on a broken bone um like there was one run I went on when I got back from Japan don't ask me why I went I went to run club because I was just like I want to see my friends most pain I've ever been in like most painful run I've ever had in terms of like injury wise I was like yeah it felt like I was running on a broken back so at that point I convinced myself that it was not my nerve problem anymore and that I had like a stress fracture something in my hip or something I've never had a bone injury in my life so I don't even know really what it feels like but it the only thing I could think of that it felt like when I was running that day at Run Club was that I was running on a broken bone because it yeah. felt so bad. Um, but then I went to PT and they said no, that's, I don't know, they did a bunch of tests. They said no. I mean, I never ended up getting an MRI because I just didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars on an MRI on my back. Um, yeah, my, I mean, my PT said that it wasn't uh, like a stress fracture. So I was like, okay. Um and so it was like hurting for a while, like when I would do anything, like when I would be in yeah. bed rolling around, it hurt. When I got out of bed, it hurt. When I was putting on my clothes, it hurt. Walking around yeah. hurt, obviously. Like literally the same. No relief. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, I, I went to PT too. So my injury was a stress fracture. But when it happened to me, like it was a long training run and I was like, oh, my body feels achy. I'm going to cut it short. The next day I woke up, could not get out of bed. And like you said, I've never had like a severe bone injury, rolled my ankles a million times. I've had Achilles issues and like that stuff, but I've never had a knee issue. So like my brain went to panic mode because I was like, I've never experienced pain like this. Like what is my leg broken? Is it, am I dying right here? Like what's going on? So I went to PT and they went through all like the range of motion tests kind of seeing like, is it ACL? Is it MCL? Whatever. I left the PT and I walked out and they were like, okay, we think it's a meniscus issue. So like try to go get an MRI, whatever. They did not say it was going to be a stress fracture at all. And I got my MRI four weeks later back and it was a stress fracture. And like, I don't go to that PT anymore because I feel like I wasn't really served well with it. Like I was led down the wrong path. They couldn't give me a diagnosis. They weren't helping me on this recovery path. So it like sucks. The whole like misdiagnosis and like questioning that, like what is going on? Like, I don't have like a clear recovery plan. I feel like that was the hardest part of like the mental side of it of like, when is this going to, what are we, when when am I going to be out of this shit? You know? Yeah, that's the hardest thing, especially because I remember, like, following along, um, like, the four weeks when you weren't running and you didn't know what it was. Like, that period is so brutal. And even for me now, because I didn't go get the MRI, like, Mm. I still don't really know. Even though my PT says, like, no, it's not a stress fracture. I mean, I believe them, but then also, like, I don't know, I've gotten too many DMs, too, of people being like, my PT also said it wasn't a stress fracture. 
And then I had a sacral fracture or something. So I probably honestly should have gone to go get an MRI. But, like, the only thing I would have done is, like, rested anyways. And that's really what I've been doing. And I'm not rushing back into it at all. But I'm just, like, glad because now, within, like, the last week, there's been no pain walking. And, like, today I just went to PT. Which we were joking about because we both went to PT today. And we were scheduling a time. And we were like, wait, that's going to run into my PT. PT. (laughs) Just integrally things. Um, We're so busy. Booked and busy. I know. Uh, but like I don't know we did a bunch of like tests and stuff and like my pain is almost none basically but okay yeah I love yeah but like in terms of like any relief um I didn't really try anything I like I I don't like taking pain meds it's the same thing as yeah. like I'm kind of a wellness person like I'm I'm weird you know I'm definitely not like a stickler on anything like I yeah I don't restrict myself like anything from my diet like I eat yeah whatever like I've been eating like <sighs> doo-doo lately um and I, I do like drink alcohol on occasion like I don't I don't know I'm not the most like wellness queen like I'm not out here taking like all those supplements I'll take athletic greens and that's about it yeah no um, that's me the morning girl don't worry yeah um but yeah no with the pain stuff it's interesting with I think PT sometimes in the past I've had this experience when I've had injuries in the past like you go okay you have knee pain rest ice compression your knee like yada 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 and you and I've both been athletes like our whole life and that's kind of like what I knew to do like before I went and got any help I was like okay so I'm gonna stop moving I'm gonna ice it I'm gonna rest compression all that type of stuff right and kind of keep you know is the pain getting worse and better you like go through that routine in your head but I think sometimes with PT they don't help you find the answers of like what led to this thing and that was a big thing for me where I was like yeah 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 like I can ice my knee and like we can do all this type of shit but once I start running again, will I have a, another fucking injury, which has happened to me in the past. And like, I finally found a PT that is really interested in like my entire body and how my hips are, how my feet are, because I've been told like, okay, you have this issue because you have weak calves and you have weak glutes. I've gotten that for fucking years. And like, I've done everything under the sun to strengthen them. You know, like, I feel like we all have little things that are like our weak muscles. Like I'm, I'm a very quad dominant runner. Like I have no butt at all. Oh, and well, I think you and I have the same person. Like my, they, yeah. my trainer would always say my hips and my glutes are weak and tight. And I've never, I haven't really done that much to fix it. And I'm also very quad dominant and I have absolutely no butt. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, and I, the thing is like, you could give me a million glute bridges to do. I still don't even feel my glutes firing. So it's clearly like an anatomy issue that I can't activate shit. And so the PT that I'm going to now has broken it down. And he's like, looked at me the first day and he's like, it's your hips and your feet. It's not your glutes and your calves at all. Like the way that your hips are moving and rotating, you can't get any depth. And like, he did a whole history of like, okay, you played volleyball. And like, because you played volleyball, it was all fast twitch muscle fibers, yada, yada, yada. Like you have really long femurs, like, and like, it was such an in-depth like read on my thing that I was like, this guy's sick. Like he actually gives a fuck about like, you know, how you, how you train is it, let's say if you're an athlete or not an athlete listening to the podcast, if you had any sort of training and you were like lifting weights or like working out when you were 13, the movement patterns that you developed then are what you're doing now. And I knew that I grew to be 5'11", like when I was in sixth grade, every time I did a squat, I could not get depth. That's been like history for me. Right. And so then when he was running me through exercises, he's like, you don't activate your hips and get into your glutes at all. And it's probably been like that for 10 years. So we're going to have to try to fix that. And I was like, that's the first time a PT has ever fucking told me that. Most of the time it's like, band-aid, let's fix your knee and then go fucking try to run again. So I don't know. I'm like, I was super shitty, like pissed about the injury, obviously, when it first started happening. Just like wondering why it's what's going on, what led up to it. 
But now I'm like, okay, I think I'm actually going to be a better runner. Like when I get out of this, like I feel a lot better about like my body and learning to my learning about my body. So who knows? But go to PT if you're injured. Don't just keep doing shit. You need to see someone. Don't run on the injury. It's just going to get worse. It's not uh, not sexy. Just, like, take time off. Was the PT that you went to originally that, like, I guess misdiagnosed you? Were they, like, a running-specific one, or was it just, like, a general PT? Running-specific. And, like, I don't even... I mean, it's it's weird, like, the misdiagnosis thing. Like, it was just hard because, like, I was like, okay, like, maybe I'll just go to another PT and get another opinion and another opinion. Like, I have no idea what to do. And it was hard because it was waiting for that MRI result. And, like, health insurance sucks. And it took, like, a few weeks for that to all process through. Um, and then, of course, you get to the point where you're, like, WebMD rabbit hole on the internet. And I was, like, watching. Well, that's like, what I was doing when I was in Japan. All I was doing was WebMD. And that's why I convinced myself I had a stress fracture, which exactly. maybe which is, I, I did. I don't know. do that, girlies. But I do that all the time, especially with wellness stuff. I, like, will Google. And I'm like, okay, so I have two months to live now. I'm just gonna like call my family because I have a stomach pain I'm dying tomorrow like fuck no that's Um, literally what I've been doing with my dog too now that I have a dog like my dog last night was like panting in her crate and I was like oh my gosh why is she panting like it's not hot in here I'm like why why is my puppy panting and it was like your dog literally has cancer I was like what I just got it yeah I just got it how does she have cancer I mean she doesn't actually have cancer not that I I don't think but that's what like the battle took me down you know yeah just our luck there's always kooky things in the universe happening to us i feel like whatever you know like mary are they called like um marionette figures you know with like the guy is that what i'm thinking of the puppet yeah so with yeah. The fig- you, you guys can't see what i'm doing but like with the the hand and then there's like a little man i feel like th- we have the same person controlling both of our lives and some of the weird quirked up shit that happens is like he's the same controller of our like destinies in some ways with like weird quirky things you know what i mean i yeah i feel like you know watching your content online i feel like we do live pretty similar lives and i feel like i don't know if you feel like this but i feel like weird stuff always happens to me or like oh yeah weird like unfortunate events or like yeah i I do think i'm very like blessed like a lot i have a lot of bones that are like thrown my way especially with like work and business stuff i feel like i've been like very lucky and very yeah blessed and stuff but like in my personal life i feel like i have so many weird or unfortunate things happen to me where i'm like what is going on like the voodoo i feel like someone's controlling me and i'm like yeah I really am, like, the comedy bit for my friends. It's always, like, so what, what's what been happening? Tell me a funny story that's been going on with you. And I'm, like, which one should I fucking choose? The one that happened yesterday or five minutes ago? So, also agree. Yeah, I feel like there's the path, like, life that I have now I'm very happy and grateful for. But the quirked up shit that's the everyday, yeah. We hate to see it. <laughs> um, How have you been, like, I guess, because I've seen that you, you've now delved into YouTube, so you're doing the long content. How's that going? It's interesting, which uh, YouTube, I have to ask you first, what would you say is your favorite platform? Because, like, YouTube and, like, longest platform for you, right? Yeah, I mean, other than the podcast. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think YouTube, I was always like, okay, YouTube was like the thing in like 2015. Like I was like, I think I had this stigma around it once I got more into content creation, which would have been like 2020. I was like, ah, YouTube seems cool. Like I've watched YouTubers my whole life, but I don't, like don't know if people are like on there. Like TikTok was kind of like the thing that people are doing, but there's a lot of reasons why I got on YouTube. The main one is like, I've kind of had beef with TikTok recently, not the app, not the people at TikTok. I don't fucking know them. I mean- Maybe I have beef with them, but the platform and I think where it is now, how people act on that app and interact with content, um, comments, engagement, like what content gets to the algorithm, not being like, I'm shadow banned, but just like 
the, the algorithm wants content that's like inflammatory that is like enticing people to like fight in the comment section and I think as a creator I've also noticed that I really like dumb myself down in certain ways when I'm posting videos because I'm like all right I have a minute to explain the entire gut microbiome like fuck you know <laughs> or like I have, a, I have 15 seconds for people to scroll and like I know how fast I scroll in the app for people to like be interested in me and I'm just kind of I think I caught myself stuck there of like really trying to get people's attention by like in short form ways and I was just felt stuck and trapped like you can't do anything creative people have probably made the joke on the app that you've already made I felt like I had this like self-critic in my head before I went to press post of like someone's gonna roast me in the comments for this someone's gonna say that I'm this because of this and like I just like fucking hated posting I was like I just like don't want to do this and it kind of aligned with my injury where I was just like this people are like telling me everything under the sun about my injury how I should be reacting overreacting here's my PT you're stupid for doing this why aren't you doing this and yeah it's been weird and I've always like you know had that relationship of like with social media of like what do I do with the boundaries here like how much do I share how much do I like not share and I think you and I are both creators that share a lot of our lives like we're not posting like fit checks and never talking in our videos I feel like those creators honestly like they have it down because like to a degree like because they are never like sharing parts of themselves that can just be like shriveled up and like well yeah because the thing that those fit check people they're going to be roasted on is their fit they're not going to be roasted about their deep dark or they're not dark deep like core uh personality or values yes exactly or like their quirks and like something that you're insecure about and then someone comments on it and you're like oh sick so like the voices in my head are they're right you know what I mean so I think I migrated to YouTube just because I was like I want to do something fun that I'm excited about I think a lot of health and wellness content on TikTok is like super eating disorder diet culture I've never felt really comfortable doing like wellness shit I've tried and it just feels like awkward because I feel like everything on that app is weird but like CMOS girlies on Instagram like I love doing that like love the podcast and like that like weird wellness space we have created and so like yeah YouTube I feel just more creatively inspired by it it leads to more nuance by having longer videos and I feel like I can show myself as like more of a person than like stupid fucking seven second videos to like make it on the algorithm like what the hell you know what I mean yeah I mean I've never really been good at short form content for those reasons like I just can't get my point across and um, even a minute I'm like it's too short I need to I need to overshare a lot. Like, I need to yeah. explain everything. So that's why, I mean, I always, I don't know, I've always said, even with TikTok, like, I'm not very good at TikTok because I can't do it. And now with Reels, too, I'm like, I just, I'm I'm going to be an Instagram picture girly, like, yeah. the day I die. Because I just, I'm going to stick with what I know. I don't, especially Reels, I feel like, I don't know, I don't really see many talking Reels, like, going yeah. viral. It's all, like, fit checks, basically. Yep. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like cute song in the background and, like, like little aesthetic video yeah um yeah for me most of the time if I'm posting a reel there's probably a gun to my head i.e like it's a sponsored video like I'm I'm never like just willingly being like let me do an awkward like I think reels are very like Facebook for me like they feel really weird and like grandma but then again like yeah TikTok like it's funny sometimes when I do like brand deals and they're like could you do like Instagram and TikTok and I'm like I I will willingly post like this on TikTok whatever I feel comfortable talking and like being a freak but like Instagram it's like I think Instagram for me, I also have a lot of people that like actually know me following me. And so then like you see them in real life and I'm like, damn, you had to click through my skincare ad. Like that's like, I'm really awkward or like a guy you're seeing and I'm like, no, don't follow me. You're just going to like get the ick really quick of like going through my fucking stories of like talking about athletic greens. Like, please don't follow me ever. Yeah. I mean, that's how I, honestly, that's how I kind of feel about all brand deals on all platforms right now. Like I'm, even though I love the products, like I don't know. Yeah, it's still feels all the people that I work with, like I genuinely love them, but for some reason, 
they've been like pulling teeth for me same it's like we're in a recession i don't want people to buy shit and also like i think people now have been pushed like to the almost just like crazy crazy ends of consumerism with tiktok of like weird makeup hauls and people doing amazon hauls every day that like i even hate to see an ad and when i see it or like i think it's just so obvious even if it is like a really like well like funny or like coded ad you can't really tell it's an ad or something like that and the person did it in like a funny way i'm still like eh, i don't want to buy a product like whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just kind of like hard because i guess that is like a main source of income and in the past like i didn't i mean i like working with brands for the most part but i don't know why i've just been like very burnt out like i can't even get myself to do like a 90 second ad read i don't know what is wrong with me but like yeah i don't know i mean that's how it felt with like all social media you it sounds like it's just with tiktok but honestly like i've even been very consistent on this podcast for the same reason i've just been feeling like really burnt out i talked about yeah. it with my friend on the last episode which was a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and she was like I, I never feel burnt out and i was like oh damn it. oh oh well the other half lives i think yeah. for me like i've had to realize like in my brain that i have to do like very different tasks like for me, when I post on Instagram, it feels very different than TikTok. And TikTok's very different than podcasts. Like, me sitting on a park bench, like, making, like, memes with, like, weird, like, deep-fried Spongebob things. Like, it's working a different muscle in my head. And I think since I'm able to, like, segment that, even when I, like, let's say I'm doing a talking thing on Instagram versus TikTok, I still feel like it's different parts of me, which is, like, maybe weird as a creator. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, Instagram, I've totally just, like, started to shit post. I'm just, like, fuck it. Like, memes on the story. Like, I don't whatever and i, I myself whatever i want on the story like i post like the most like niche things that like yeah. no one no one understands even but like, I unless also like uh, yeah unless you're like chronically online like me then maybe you would get it like the lyle yeah. lyle crocodile meme you have you seen that like going yeah. on tiktok or whatever like the other day i just posted like a giant zoom in of lyle's head just going like la, 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 la. and like i mean i'm 26 like i feel like a lot of the people i know especially in my personal life are like older than me i'm like there is no way any of these people are going to know what that, what yeah. this singing crocodile is in my story. But I'm like, I don't care. It's funny to me. So I just post it. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love Instagram stories. I have to say like, that's my favorite part of like social media right Same. now. I would have to say like, it's so funny. It's there. Also the concept of like deleting social media stories before 24 hours has passed. Like sometimes I will just post for like six hours, delete it just cause I'm like, okay, if you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't like, fuck you, you're not, you're not paying attention. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you're not attention. But, like you're not getting the fucking weird. Meanwhile, I'm scrolling through my Instagram story like this. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Literally. It's like, I, I know that I'm like contributing to the problem of like this instagram story rise but also at the same time it's like come on it's like funny content i also love following people that post random shit like it's just like super like curated stuff like i want to know like the weird thing on your like tiktok or the weird like rabbit hole like you're going down because i know that you have one i know that you're not this like curated bitch with like a skincare routine like all the fucking time you know what i mean yeah um yeah it's interesting the instagram stories have not gotten me in trouble but it's led to some questions in my personal life by some friends and other people i would have to say about like what was that on your story and i'm just like you either get it or you get it you don't you don't you know yeah I mean? exactly there's no explanation i don't explain my instagram stories no need like yeah you get it you get it or you don't you know um yeah but i also agree like with the i don't know being a creator on different platforms you do get to work different muscles in your brain which is what i think why it's been like so sustainable for me for since like 2019 when i started doing like social media full-time is because i started with like instagram my food instagram that i have yep. and youtube so i already like was working different muscles and then that went from like that and then i started my podcast and stuff and so i feel like that's kept me going for a while like for four yeah. years pretty much or like since my podcast like 2020 for a couple of years yeah um, 
I don't know. I just feel like now though, I, I almost feel like I have senioritis on social yeah. media. Like what I almost feel, feel like it's my time to graduate. Yeah, I know. Well, I think for me, even too, with YouTube, I was like, wait, I need to be doing something different. I was like, wait, people are probably bored of me. People are probably, I, I think also too, I have that, like, I called it in my last YouTube video, like the self-critic, like before I would go to post a TikTok video, I was like, okay, Kate, no one cares that you ran seven miles. Like, no one cares what shorts you chose today. Like, no one cares that you had this for breakfast. And then I would just never post anything because I would have in my head that I was like, okay, this is boring. People are already seeing this, like, whatever. And I think as a creator, you have that, like, because you're not work, you're not like, you don't have coworkers, but you have other creators and you're like, oh, this person's like in Japan. Like, this person's in this. This person is just doing this thing. Like, fuck, like, I'm doing nothing. And I think that's the only way that you have any like peripheral vision of like that fear of like you're not doing enough. And I think it's, it's inevitable as a creator, you're going to feel like burnt out. But at least for me, and I think you probably relate to this too, like, I've never really had this sort of like fear of like, I need to get to a million followers. Like I need to know like my engagement. Like I don't give a fuck about my engagement rate. Like if a brand is like, what's your engagement rate? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like what's your growth rate? I don't fucking care. Like people are probably unfollowing me and following me like whatever. Um, Cause I think when you get in like the whole metrics, like game of social media, it's like, what is the difference if you have like that many more numbers on your screen? Like I care about like the people that are in my DMS that are giggling at memes and like, running and like doing wellness shit like I don't care how many that number is as long as it's engaged and like we're we're doing the right stuff you know what I mean yeah that's what I was talking about on my last podcast too um she's like another running podcaster and she's like a. I mean we all have like niche followings and we both were talking about how like I don't care if I grow at all anymore like I like the little community I have but yeah, yeah. I mean it is easy to get in my head of being like oh I could there's always the option to like do more which yeah. I don't know, eats at me a lot. Um, more yeah. than anything, I think for me lately, like I'm just kind of bored of myself. Same. Like, no, same. Like, yeah, I think that's that's what's causing all of it. It's not even comparison. Like I don't really care what other people are doing. Yeah, same. You know, living their best life journey. or worst life, who knows? But like, I just am bored of my own content. So what, I mean, I think I just had this like realization a couple of weeks ago, especially when I got injured again, because I was like, I'm not going to be able to work out or do anything. So I need to figure out what I want to do next. Um, I just started. I mean, I think you saw my story today. Yeah. Just yesterday. The Fellas Track Club. It's going to be like a merch, basically like a a clothing company. It's going to be, again, like I'm not trying to make it big here. Like I'm not going to be the next or outdoor voices or whatever, but like. I don't know. It's just cool to try something that's like completely different really? and designing like clothing and like shipping it out myself and everything and just going through the whole yeah. process, like starting like marketing plans and everything for it. Um, Cause it's not like it's, I'm not doing brand deals. It's yeah, just no, that's different. Cute. And it's just like, it's also tapping into my creative side because I stopped doing my food Instagram because I was just like, I just can't anymore. Yeah. Like I just got to a point where I was like, I don't know. I was at a crossroads and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I'm excited for this next thing because it's just something completely different. And it sounds like that's what you're doing for you with YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. I just think like, no, that's somebody, yeah, I'm just like, I can't, like, I'm not going to become a TikToker. I don't, and everything I feel like is moving towards short form, kind of, I don't know. YouTube yeah. always stay though, but. Yeah. No, I, I go back and forth on like that whole like, prediction of like, what's going to be the best thing. And then like, I have to step back and be like, what do I actually want to do? Because I think like you're saying of like, I think that's awesome you're doing merch and like having that new muscle to work of like even though like for me with YouTube as like a corollary example 
right now YouTube is not making me any money. I bought a camera. I'm like, I have no following there. It's not leading to anything. But also like a lot of the work of social media, which I explained to some people, and I've actually explained this in the context of dating. And you might find this funny because this one guy was like, well, how, like, do you work? Like, what, you know, I always say to guys, I'm fun employed. I'm like, yeah, I work like kind of, but like, I'm also just like going to go on a run and it's fucking 3 PM. Like I'm fun employed. Right. And I make a joke of it. Cause like, I know that I have my shit together. Right. But yeah. like for us, it is, I'm not saying like this work is like challenging as being a doctor. Right. But I'm saying it's like different in the sense that a lot of the times that you're posting, I would have to say 90% of the times I'm posting, there is zero monetary value that I'm making money off of this post. But a lot of the times that you're posting, it is kind of to maintain this status of like who you are. Like me posting a fucking meme on my story, yeah, that has no value, but maybe someone that works at this company then got it sent to them by their friend and they're like wait kate is funny i want to send her these granola bars from our fucking company maybe that ends up being one of my favorite companies maybe it leads to like a five-figure brand deal like it's so strange that i think a lot of what you have to do is this like hidden work that maybe 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 could make it for you one day like i landed my deal with hoka because i got on tiktok and i just started posting like here's what I'm wearing running. And every single comment was like, what are those shoes? Like, and I was like, oh my God, these are Hoka's. Some random person at Hoka saw my videos, slid in my DMs and was like, yo, let's link. And like, if you, and I hate when I see those videos of like, you're only one video away from, for going viral. But like, it's that's, really, it's that's really, not really how it works, but it is, yeah. it is true. But that's like why it's also really important to be yourself because you have yeah. to make so much content around your yes. personality and your life, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like, making money off of it so you might like you have to be genuine or else it's not sustainable like what are you gonna make content exactly. about if it's not your real self exactly and i think like for me with youtube it's like okay maybe it's like not interesting not getting anywhere but like maybe something that i talk about in the video will lead to something down the road or like maybe you launching merch like you will run into a designer that then will introduce you to this person to this person like the world does work in like quirky ways like that and so I feel like it's always a cool opportunity when you can try something new and it like leads you to different outcomes than you like thought like you're still gonna make your merch and like do really well with that but like it may lead to like an additional positive thing too with it you know yeah and I think that's the thing with like being stuck too in sort of any like any area of your life like as long as you're moving forward in some way like you some said way. You're, like you're not making money off of it but it's like if it's something that you're excited about and you're I don't know, excited about doing that. I feel like that's progress. And yeah. yeah, it's the same thing, like just moving forward, trying new things. Um, because that's the only way about uh, like the only way out is through. So if you're feeling stuck, you got to just keep chugging along and then I don't know, things end up working out, you know? So I'm not yeah. like really that worried. It just, it's like, it's not a fun place to be in when you're feeling like unmotivated and you don't. Yeah. Really same. Yeah. No, I've been like gaslighting myself in my morning pages every morning. I'm like, which is just, like a journaling thing that I do. I just like write three pages. It's from this book called The Artist's Way. And I've just been writing. I'm like, you know, you're going to get out of it soon. It'll be over soon. Like, trust the timing. Like, you're going to get out of it. <laughs> and it's like yeah. funny, but you kind of have to like be delusional to that aspect. Otherwise, you like will downward spiral and you will just be like doomsday. So you have to like almost play the like positive thing a lot in your head, even though it sounds crazy. Um, because yeah I'm with you it's like hard to want to post when you're like down in the dumps feeling like shitty about how you look how you move like all that stuff I'm like Ugh, you don't you guys don't need to see me like during this part of my life you know this is so funny because like from other people's perspectives like you probably don't change at all really right like exactly I, I mean that's literally been me the last month like I feel like I have not posted at all because I'm just like 
yeah know. i think it's also the lack of endorphins i've come to realize like i just feel that because i think it's made me a little bit down in the dumps in all yes. areas of my life so no like your post about your tiktok about like mental health running like that was honestly a lot of it for me like not having a release throughout the day because i got a few dms and it was like hey chill out like just go read a book or like go learn a language i'm like i can do those things but like once my brain chemistry has actually been rewired to crave movement every single day and now that i don't have it for four weeks it's a little bit different. Like I am reading the books. Don't worry. I've been in bed like reading, but you know what I mean? Like you still, you still need that type of thing to, to be a healthy human. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just did not realize that until this injury, honestly, this is the only time where I was like, wow, like I feel very different now that I don't have the movement in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Like how people that don't exercise ever. Yeah. Well, I also think too, I hit a point where I was like, well, I mean, this was like a down in the dumps moment where I was just like, well, what if I never run again? Like, what if there's something wrong with my knee and like physiologically, like I can't do the movement and I have to find something else or like maybe I'm a Pilates girl for 40 years of my life, right? Like, I feel like I, you, I was, you, do, you do other forms of exercise too. Like you're, you're yeah. class. Yeah. Like spin era. And, and like when I was a volleyball player, I was like, I'm never going to be a runner. Like, fuck that. So like, I don't, I don't doubt that I could like pivot in some way. I'm not saying I want to pivot away from running. Like I do want to get back into it, but I think that's like another thing mentally that I think the, I've been getting into the like interesting, like literature about pain and like how your brain and your body connect and stuff like that too, because you take, let's say as an example, one person is running and they, or two people are running. They both break a bone on their run. One person keeps going for two minutes and they're like, my leg feels weird. I'm going to stop. One person keeps going for 20 more miles. And then they're like, "Mm, my leg hurts. I'm going to stop. They've done studies on this. And like, we all have different levels of pain receptors in our body kind of explaining why some people can do that. Some people can't. Now, if you're the person that could run 20 miles and like get through the pain, you have a really high pain tolerance, but it can be dangerous because you like push yourself through pain a lot. But oftentimes your body goes through more adaptations when it comes to like, if you're having a lift session, you will put on more weight than your body can do because your brain like thinks it can take it. But the other people that are like pretty intolerant of any sort of pain, like you sometimes they don't make strides at the gym because they're like, they never add the extra five pounds at the end of the set or something like that. Um, And it's interesting that I never believed the shit of like what you say impacts your recovery, right? Like that sounds like pseudo woo woo garbage to me. Um, But there's like this book I read called why woo woo works. And it's all about like, it's this guy who's like in the pharmaceutical industry and he went and studied like Reiki. He went and studied crystals and they did a lot of placebo studies of like telling these people, like you have a Reiki practitioner and you have this person and it's like what people think about the healing. If you have a coach that believes in you you're re- and for like a recovery, like 60% more likely to get out of that. If you have a teacher that you feel supported by, you're going to do better on a test. And so it's like, it's crazy. It feels wonky to think that like, if I have a bad attitude about my injury, it's going to nag on longer versus if I believe like I'm going to be okay and like whatever. So I've been trying to tap into that because I'm normally not the most like positive, like manifestation girly. Um, but then when I read it and like there's clinical studies to back it up, I'm like, damn, okay, maybe I get in line with that shit now, you know? I mean, the power of the mind, it's like genuinely crazy. I mean, you hear about those stories where it's like people, I don't know, that are like really sick and like, I don't know, they're going to die or whatever. And then they have positive thinking or whatever. And yeah. They heal themselves. And it's a miracle. Like it, and I, I feel like I believe it. I don't know. Like even, yeah. I feel like I've done like a lot of like cognitive behavioral therapy on myself for a lot of like my body image issues and stuff like that. And it's just like so crazy. Like if you train your mind in a certain way, like what you can overcome and stuff. So, I mean, I believe all of it. Like, yeah, 
I think I it's just hard to consistent. I'm not, I'm not really intentional about it. Like I'm not reading books about it and manifesting it every day, but no, I, that's what I, I think I've like, I believe it. And I'm like, yep, hundred percent makes sense. Got it. Like good for you guys, but it's hard to like practice it in a very routine way, which is like the thing that I've been like trying to do this time. I'm like, okay. It's, it's hard. Like it's working your brain like that is really, really difficult. Oh, this is, it's just like so hard to explain. I don't know. Like, and like the cognitive like, behavioral therapy stuff, like it's, genuinely really hard to do and to yeah. be consistent with it because it's just your brain is like it's not like exercise where it's like you run for 30 minutes and then you stop like your brain is like working all day long so to challenge yeah. your thoughts and like think in a different perspective I don't know it just it's exhausting and yeah you almost have to like put in all of your effort to like think to rewire your brain in that way yeah no it's tough and like I think the first part of the injury, I was, like, so exhausted physically from, like, just trying to, like, get through stuff throughout the day with, like, the pain in my knee and, like, walk to the grocery store. And I was like, that hurts, you know? Then I'd get to the grocery store and I'd, like, okay, deep breath. Like, well, now go buy the groceries. Like, it felt like everything was a really long, enduring task. But I think, like, even if I've tried to meditate, which has been, like, the part of wellness that I'm really, like, bad at. Like, I don't have a meditation practice. I don't do any mindfulness stuff. I, uh, my worst wellness trait is that I will look at my phone right before going to bed. And I know, like, Andrew Huberman, everyone, literally everyone is like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's my sweet little treat. Like, that is the one habit that, it, like, I fucking suck at. I wake up and I will be checking my notifications. Like, I, sorry, that's how I am. I maybe won't be like that forever. But um, yeah, I don't have like a whole meditation thing in my routine because I just have convinced myself that I can never be chill. Like I'm like, I will never find enjoyment in that. Um, but yeah, that's been the thing that I've been trying to challenge. So maybe next time we chat, I'll be like a fucking meditation girl. But <laughs> right now, I don't think it's in the cards for me. I've tried. I mean, I feel the same. Like I don't, I also don't really have a meditation routine. I've tried it in the past and I feel like it's the same thing, like rewiring your brain in that way. It just takes like so much constant effort. And so I've just never been able to get into like an actual consistent, consistent routine. Like I see people post on their stories. They're like, I've meditated yeah. 20 days in a row. I'm like, must be nice. Like I cannot get through like seven days in a row, you know? Yeah. And like, the time I feel like it's not even doing anything. So then I just give up. So I'm not like very yeah. consistent with it. Um, yeah. It's not in the same way. And it's the same thing. Like, I think I've just written it off. Like I'm like, oh, it it's won't be me. Not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. It's gonna be me. Um, be me. But you can. I feel like you can really mold yourself into anything if you try hard enough. So it probably could be us. But it could be us. But I Next like your little dopamine in the morning and at night. Love it. I love it. There's nothing like it. There's love nothing it. like a sweet meme. Like oh my god. Um, my also point, my counterpoint to it, which is like such an annoying point that I know is not backed by science, but I'm like okay. I'm living in the 21st century. I have a smartphone at my hand. I would be goofy to not use it, right? Like, it, on CMOS Girls, we did an episode about, like, low dopamine, which, like, a low dopamine morning routine, which are, like, blowing up on TikTok of, like, not being addicted to your phone and, like, doing that. And I'm at this whole point of, like, my grandma would be so grateful to have an iPhone and be able to Google anything she wants, quick information at her hands. Web, I know, uh, WebMD search in the morning to... Yeah, just a quick, do I have cancer? It's 7 a.m. No, let's just start off the morning with something nice, then just play some sad music to start off the day. Um, No, but, like, my counterpoint to anyone who's like, oh, like, I deleted my social media and I'm gonna get off phones, like, that's great if it works for you, and I know there are bad sides to social media, but, like, I just take it on such a positive side of, like, so much you're able to learn and do, and it, but you have to, like, use it correctly to a degree, you know? So, like... Yeah, I'm like, why can't I view a meme? Like, come on. Like, let me let me have my little memes, please. <laughs> I don't think memes. I'm, like, addicted to my phone. I mean, 
Yeah. I like use it all the time because it's my job. I will say I feel like it's just so ingrained into my lifestyle that same. I'm just on it a lot. Like obviously, like what I was thinking about was if I like, I don't know, completely vanished from the internet and I just deleted all my accounts or whatever, it would be crazy to go throughout my day not posting something on the internet. Like it would be wild to not like think of something and be like, I need to put that as my Instagram story. Like Yeah. So I feel like in that way, it's really altered me. And I really do wonder what it's like on the other side where it's like, that's not even a factor in my day. Because I mean, the internet, it's like, it's not, it really isn't real life, but I, I also enjoy it a lot. Same. I don't really think, I don't know. I feel like I just see the internet and social media from like a different perspective where like, I don't, I don't really fall into the comparison trap and I don't really find that it like negatively impacts me that much. Yeah. Cause I think now it's like our job. So it's like, okay, like. I see it kind of for what it is. I see that like it profits off like, you know, the, the algorithms profit off of this and like these type of creators and this, this and this. I think I see all the nuances to it. And also that point you just made about like my phone versus my job. I, for example, I text my mom, my family group chat, my friend, my friend Emma that I do see Monsterly's with maybe two other people throughout the week. Like I would not be on my phone. I'm not in any group text. I'm not like facetiming people like that often i'm facetiming family and friends usually so it's like i wouldn't be on my phone that much i'm guessing if i didn't have to like ever have an instagram like if instagram didn't exist as a concept i would just like well yeah that too that too like i feel like i remember i was like cornered at a party by this dude um a couple years ago yeah that's (laughs) always bad um no but he was like i hadn't really like met him before but he was like around our friend group or whatever and he asked me, he's like, what would you do if, like, your accounts got deleted? T- all of your accounts got deleted tomorrow. I was like, well, yeah, I've gotten that before. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know, like, probably get, like, a normal job or something. Like, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it would shake my world up just because I'm, it is my job, whatever. Like, yeah. anyone would. Like, if your job got taken away, obviously, you'd be shaken up. But, like, would I be devastated to the point of, like, I don't know. I feel like Mental he was crisis? Yeah. He was expecting, like, a different reaction from me. And I was like, I he wouldn't he wouldn't take my answer where I would be like yeah I would be okay with it like I don't I don't really get validation from social media I think that's it where it's like I don't it's like yeah it's like care I don't I don't care about the Instagram likes that's not what gives me like purpose in this life I just exactly enjoy sharing my life and connecting with people but like I'm not going out on like throughout my day being like oh my gosh like I'm irrelevant or anything or like as I said earlier, like I don't even know how many likes my last Instagram post got. Like I don't even know what I posted on my story yesterday, and like who interacted with it. Like did people DM me? Did people like? Like I don't care about that stuff. You know, it is weird that it's kind of like people are just following along, like us living our lives, which is the thing that feels like a little bit weird sometimes. It's like this is just like a weird job that I can just like live and like share, and like I also get to choose that, but I also kind of have to be smart about it. So like I kind of get brand deals and this thing and you know like it is a little bit of like a weird a weird job right but I've also been asked that too by guys who are like oh my god like what would you do and I'm like probably go to law school or like probably like run the social media brand of a, of a company I like like I'm not pigeonholed to do this forever and also for me like I've also said like I don't want to do this forever like I've been very clear like I do not want to be posting face when I'm 40 like I will not be pivoting that's to be what I mean I feel like I've almost like senioritis like I've done this for so long yeah I enjoy doing it obviously that's like why I've done it for so long but it's like I'm really thinking about my next chapter here you know I'm getting also older. like yeah a point that I've thought about recently and then I was like wait fuck that point that you just made is like the point I just said of like oh I could run social media for a brand one day right 
which is very different than being an influencer because I have like the back and forth that I've had with brands sometimes has been so chaotic. Like when we're going to post and then I get an email like a minute before I'm supposed to post, like, actually, can you not post? And can you redo this whole thing and take the edit down and like do that? And I'm like, what? And then I get an email from someone else at the company who's like, um, I need the translation in France. Can you like, bleh? and I'm like, what the fuck's going on at this company? Like I, then I go back to being myself. I close the laptop and I just do my little shit posting. That's not associated with any brand stuff. And I'm like, it is so nice to be your own boss. It is so nice to not have like little like elves that are like running through all this shit in your e an email inbox. And so I don't actually think I would enjoy running social media for a brand. I don't think I would love all of the like hurdles you have to go through to make it look like presentable and then like go through a Monday morning meeting on a presentation on Zoom and be like, here was our analytics from the reel we posted last week. I would not give a fuck about that. I don't know about you, but I don't think I would no. want to do that job at all. <laughs> no, same. Like, I feel like people think when they see the social media manager, it like seems similar than it is i've done yeah. i've done social media management in the past like a long time ago before i went full-time with my stuff yeah um, yeah and it's just it's just like completely different and it's just especially because you have we have the option to do our own stuff so it's like why would we yeah. choose to jump through a bunch of hurdles um but i mean yeah. i'm just, then because then it feels less fulfilling as well because then i'm on social media all the time but it's like for someone else i don't even know yeah. it's like I'm not even on it because I want to be on it. I don't right. even know how to explain it. It's just, I, I wouldn't work in social media. I would do like some stuff behind the scenes, but like, I don't want to be posting on social media if I'm not doing what I do now, you know? I yeah, don't I think I could, I totally agree. I think there's ways that I could be like working for a brand and enjoying it, but I don't think of like, for me, like the analytics, as I said, is not like the sexy stuff that excites me. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know about that. So maybe not that as a future job if TikTok collapses tomorrow and we all have to figure something else out. Who knows? Oh my gosh, like the scares that you have like every six months where they're like, oh my gosh, TikTok's getting banned in the US. I know. I mean, I've had my account permanently banned. It had to go to like the TikTok ops. Like, oh, I remember, I remember that happening. I was so pressed. It was like right when I started working with Hoka and then I was like, hey guys, um, so my account has been banned for bullying, I guess, because men are mean and they blocked my shit. So... They're like, wait, what? And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, just the trolls on the internet, guys. Don't worry about it. How is your dating life? I'm curious. Um, I've been trying to be more private with it because just okay. You know, I don't have to talk about it if you don't want. Oh no, I mean, I'm seeing someone now. Um, it's going <laughs> okay, well. exciting. Yeah, but I also I feel like I say that a lot to people, and then they're like, what happened? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they got sick of me, I guess. Um, <laughs> like I don't know. So yeah, I'm seeing someone. It's good. Um, do you guys meet on him? um actually met in an interesting way um i'll tell you off pod Sorry okay yeah you don't you don't have to tell it to the internet it's be, it's 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 because the fucking past people have like dm me shit and like put things together through the smallest amount of fucking details and i'm like i don't know how you guys have full-time jobs and also you care that much about a niche person like me's dating life you know? hey, honestly i get it though because dating content is interesting it is, it is yeah. like i i eat it up and i mean yeah. i talk like, a little bit about dating but like not actually the personal details and i don't yeah. think i ever like i don't know even like little situations that i'm in like i'm not posting about that on the internet because people yeah. will figure it out and then people will give your opinions and stuff like just i i do think vague like, statements yeah private until it's like really really official official I know. And I've always thought that concept of like, I think also I've had, I'll talk about dating in a broad sense. It's been weird being a social media person with dating men, because for me, it's like, if we're meeting on an app, 
um they probably will be like oh like let's go out or something or like what's your and then i start talking about my job they're like well what's your instagram or something like that and i'm just like and would you give it to them or no there's been situations where I have and I haven't. I think most of the time I don't want to come across as like I'm hiding something, so I will. And then they'll be like, oh, like seven of my friends follow you. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what to do about that. Like, do you want to go like talk to them? And then I get into this point of like surveillance state where their friends are like looking for me to post about my dating life or something to see if their friend comes up. So then that kind of was the most, that's been some recent things of the past few people I've seen of like this whole surveillance mechanism where I'm just like, what I don't want to share anything because I'm just people are reading into my stories is this about this guy and I'm like no like men are not the main character in my fucking Instagram story series like it's just goofy stuff um so yeah it's been weird and like I think also just describing that like I'm a fucking content creator lack of respect from men about it um has been you know that's been always a a constant theme from men most of the time when I talk about it which is like fine like I get it's like what like a fake job to a degree like but also like you doing your little excel sheet there's some bullshit aspects to that too right like we all have little things about our job that are not like serving the most good to society that we could be serving right um and so I think it has actually been hard from like a values perspective to find someone that gets why I do social media because I get it like when you think of influencer you think of like Alex Earl like you you're probably just like oh she's like posting like makeup videos like what's the fucking point of this you know um and for me it's like I do have a purpose behind doing it like I wouldn't just be posting to post it's like I do feel like I impact young women and their like relationship with body and exercise and movement like it is a lot of like my purpose to like do this and if you don't get that we're probably not compatible and i don't know if you've dealt with like yeah that whole dynamic with like social media and dating people and shit i haven't dealt with i feel like i haven't found someone that's like really looked down upon it yeah i have more friends i think that i meet like in real life where they're like oh you're an influencer but like i don't know if i'm dating someone i feel like people have like respected it i think because and then i i mean i tell them what i do and i try to like explain it in person most of the time like yeah whatever and then you know it's not like I'm just like an Instagram model it's like I have yeah, like exactly a YouTube whatever so I feel like and especially nowadays like it's just more socially acceptable I think yeah um, but like I don't know I've been on like hinge dates in the past or whatever and it's the same sort of like thing where you explain what you do for work and then they ask you what your Instagram is or like I don't know it's pretty easy to find people when exactly. you're chatting on hinge so yeah all someone has to do is look up my freaking name and yeah. on YouTube and then it'll come up. So um, it's like a very odd dynamic then because if we do yeah. end up going on a date, they already know so much more about me than I know about them. Yes. So it's like a very, very weird dynamic. Yes. Um, oh my God. That amazing. Because I feel that way too with parasocial stuff of like people that even just like dm you or stuff or that you like see out in the wild like for in new york i think that probably like happens just frequently because it's like super dense and like a lot of people that follow me live in like the same four blocks i'm imagining and so like if someone stops me they'll be like oh my god like how's your knee injury going how's this how's your dad and i'm like oh like i want to be able to engage in like a fully participatory like thing here but this is like you know a lot about me and i like unfortunately don't know anything about you so i like i feel that 100 percent. and like the dating thing i'm always like for me like let's let's switch the roles let's say the guy was the influencer and I was like the nine to five person like would I go and watch all of their YouTube videos and like see what they're like I would probably go on a date with them and then kind of think about that after because I think I've liked it the most where they don't look me up until they meet me and then you can go and like judge and like one of the guys I saw he was like yeah if I'm gonna be honest like you're exactly like what I thought like based on your Instagram and I was like thanks like I guess like yeah sure whatever you know what I mean 
Yeah, not, the like, last guy I went on a date with, he, like, I didn't tell him what, like, my channel was or anything, but, of course, he found it. It was easy. I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but I didn't watch any of the videos for that reason. Like, he wanted to, like, meet me. Yeah. He actually watched it. I was like, geez, like, honestly, probably I would have no self-control and I'd be smashing Let's Watch. Yeah, um, I don't know. I actually, I think I would probably watch, too, out of curiosity if I liked them and shit. Um, yeah. It would depend, it it depend on how much we were talking before we went on a date, I think. Yeah. And it would be weird, too, because, like, I also think I've run into issues, not issues, but just kind of that, like, question of, like, okay, I've never had a boyfriend, but I'm just, like, if I were to go official, like, what would ha- like, would I just say on my TikToks, like, yeah, guys, I have a boyfriend now. Would he be revealed? Probably not, unless he wanted to. But I'm also, like, I don't, I don't know. It's this whole thing where I'm, like, I don't think these guys would want to be on my Instagram, per se, because I feel like people are freaks, and people would go and, like, DM them and harass them and, like, do shit. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems so unhealthy for, like, a relationship. And, like, I mean, not even to get started about the people that just, like, their 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 whole account is, like, monetizing their fucking relationship. Like, I don't know how y'all do it out there. That's I don't crazy. know how people like that do it either. I think the next time, like, a person, uh, dude is on my, like, social media, it's gonna, I'm like, this dude's gonna be the one. But, yeah. like, also, I am, I say that, and I say, I'm, like, the next boyfriend I have has to be the one, because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, girl, literally me. Every time I meet a man, it's like, okay, so this one is my boyfriend, and um, we're not going back in the streets because we found. I refuse. I refuse to go back in the streets. Like maybe I just have. I don't even have an anxious attachment style. I th- really do think I have a secure one, but I just like. I'm tired. I like someone. I'm like, we got to make this work. You know. Like, exactly. Oh my! I, just, I saw TikTok back in the streets, and it's so rare that I actually like have a spark with someone that it's. Yeah. Too far between, and I try to hang on. No, exactly. I saw a TikTok of today of this girl, and she was like, I am not built for the dating apps, because as soon as I match someone, go out with them once, I, like, assume that we are, like, a thing, and we are communicating with only each other. We both are about to delete the apps, like, whatever. And, like, I've been trying to go back and forth in that, because I feel like I get played when I'm, like, put all my cards in one basket. Then the whole, like, dating multiple people at once, I'm like, this is a fuck, this is not it. Like, I can't keep my eggs in the basket and, like, remember shit, and also it doesn't feel like it's actually going to lead to a fruitful connection to be dating multiple people at the same time, you know? I fully agree. Like, I'm a lover girl to the day I die. Same. Like, I'm a, and I'm a monogamous queen. Like, I, Same. first of all, it's just, like, so rare that I like someone. Like, so yeah. rare. I feel like I have a lot of, like, weird crushes, I will say. Like, I crush on yeah, people. Same. But, like, to actually, like, like someone and want to date them, like, it is so few and far between. So if I do get to that point, I just, yeah, I think it's, like, also in my own head where I'm just, like, the feeling, like, has to be mutual. Like, there's no way this other person can be talking to other people, you know? Like, yeah, same. connection. And because I'm a type of person, like, I can't talk to more than one person at a time. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, you must like be like that, dating too. apps. Like, there's, if I'm going on a date with someone, like, it's one person at a time. Like, I'm not going on five dates in one week. Like, I'm not planning. No. I don't know why. I wish I could be the other way, because apparently that's how the dating world is these days. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm one per- one monogamous queen. Well, like, I just, I just feel like people in New York specifically get so messy with it, where, like, you hit on girls at a bar, and then you go on a date, and then there's someone in your DMs, and then there's a friend of a friend at a roof party, and I'm just like, they're not meaningful connections, you can't really do, and if you just want to date like that, that's fine, but, like, if you're looking for the outcome of a monogamous partner one day, like, it's not going to get there, and I feel like I get in the freaky, paranoid point when I talk to my friends about this, because, like, my older sister got married in last year in august and they were dating for like four and three years before they got engaged right and like moved in together like after two years together and so like i get this paranoia and this is like a deep-rooted like deep-rooted like insecure fear of mine of like never having that because the timing has to be right like 
you have to like someone, they have to like you. You both have to want the same thing. You both have to like go through a lot of milestones together of like dating for a long-term period of time, living together for a little bit, doing that. Okay, so let's say that like I hypothetically meet someone right now. We date for a year. It doesn't work out. I have to go back to the fucking streets and I have to date someone for at least another year to get to that same fucking point. Then that's another year of my, two years of my life now. Then fuck that didn't work. Then I'm back. And that's the thing that really gets in my fucking head because it does like, I just, I've never had like, like I've never had that where it's just like, I, I have a person, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can process time and like live a life with them and grow with them. And so I'm just like, how the fuck do you get out of this? Like one date, two date, like hell that I've been in where I'm like, I can't find one person. <laughs> like what the, that's, and they okay, that's, I think you and I are on the same page where it's like, I, I mean, I've had, like, boyfriends here and there, but I haven't had, like, a long, long-term one. Like, the longest one I've had is, like, four months. So, it's, like, yeah. and that was so long ago now. And yeah. I don't know how people, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know how people find these people. I don't, I don't really how get it. I, mean, I have that fear, too. Like, and it's more the, um, I don't know. Like, first of all, I just want, like, a good experience. Like, I feel like I've yeah. only had, like, kind of, like, traumatic experiences in the dating world. Yeah. Um, traumatic or like I'm always like, the one that's getting my heart ripped out and I was like yep. I don't want to rip someone's heart out that's not my like goal but I'm like can I have yeah. like, one positive like mutual good experience because I haven't really had that yet yeah. um it's the same thing where it's like I don't really want to date I don't I'm old now like I'm 26 I don't want to date someone for a year and then since I'm like such a lover girl and like I'm a simp and I just it's gonna take me a while to get over it probably yeah so oh totally then, we have to adjust for that too <laughs> yeah, then, then I have to adjust for another like year I feel like after that where I'm just like down I'm in the dumps recovering recovering I'm yeah. like I just want the, my next person to be the right person but obviously like you can't rush it whatever and yeah like, okay do you find it hard as a tall woman though like have you had struggles because I feel like that it doesn't play like a I don't know I'm not self-conscious about my height at all but obviously Girl. like it plays some sort of role in the day I this is the biggest point that is like annoying thing because I can't it's an immutable characteristic I can't do jack shit about I have probably gone on a date with, I've probably kissed under 10 boys that were taller than me. I've, I've, and I get that shit on the internet. Kate, why don't you date shorter? Why don't you date shorter? Oh, I have. The five I nine have boys on the dating apps are five, nine and a half. I have dated shorter. Like, fucking trust me. Um, and for me, like, I've never had an issue with height. It has been, I'm going to say awkward, like, sexually with guys that are shorter, like, romantically. Like, I don't know. That part has been hard for me. Um. But I've really had this, like, weird, like, issue with short kings where they have this, like, Napoleon complex where they feel like they have to overcompensate because I'm, like, powering over them or something. And I don't know. It also leads to body image issues with me where I'm, like, if someone's shorter than me and, like, tiny, I'm just, like, I feel really awkward. I don't know. So that sucks. Current guy I'm seeing is taller than me. Thank God. But it's it's hard. And, like, this shit on dating apps, you have to, like, pay to fucking have height as a filter. You used to not have to pay. And I'm, like... It's not fair. Like, what's it's the fuck? It's not fair for tall people like us. It's not fair. I'm, like, not a giant if you put me next to a man that is 6'1", but I am a giant like, next to a 5'8 dude. Like, it is awkward. And, like, if you're 5'2", like, what the fuck's the issue? Like, I, whenever I'm on a dating app and I look and then I'm like, this guy looks great, this guy looks great, 5'9". This guy looks great, this guy looks great, 5'9". If I was a bitch that was 5'3", I would be wiping up these 5'9", like, Jewish kings in New York because they are so hot and, like, And there's a lot of, like, hot short kings. And I also, like, I go for a pretty face. And there's, like, a lot of beautiful, like, 5'8 men out there that I would swoop up, I feel like. Like, But it's just, like, it's the same thing with, like, the body dysmorphia and also, like, 
I feel like many girls out there, it's like, you don't want to feel like the big one. And I don't want to feel like the dominant huge one, you know? Huge. Is that too much to ask? I don't want to feel also I want to see someone that's like my equivalent, like give me a six five king. Exactly. And you and I are also athletes. And I think for a long time, like my mom was a professional volleyball player. My dad, like not much of an athlete, but like, I think she and I were talking about this where she's like, Kate, like not saying the guy you're dating, like has to be an athlete, whatever the fuck, but like, you clearly care about your health and your wellness a lot. And like, that's, is like a value to you, right? Like you might view it as like, this is like a physical characteristic that I have, but like the fact that you wake up and you have this, this discipline and like do these certain things, like it clearly is important to you. You need to find someone with that. Cause for a long time I was just like, yeah, he, like he doesn't work out. And like, he just like, doesn't cook at all. and doesn't do any of this shit. And like, whatever and I kind of brushed it off because I was like there's other things that we have in common but then I was like wait like yeah I don't want to feel huge and I'm like also a jock and like I want a guy that like has those values too you know what I mean um yeah it sucks I'm like go for the fucking short kings if you're short respectfully like if there's any short kings in your area like they're probably fine every inch a man grows over six feet tall his he gets stupider because he doesn't have to like have thoughts like if I'm gonna be honest like all the guys that are like six three like just get away with like hanging out up there and like they don't have to have much personality to match for it. So do you, do you even watch, shorter, do you watch Love Island at all or no? No, I'm no. like not a TV girly, but I need to get into that. No, there, it was just funny because there was like this one six five guy that's on there right now. And I'm not going to say that all t- tall dudes don't have a personality because I definitely have some like tall yeah. dudes that do. But it was just like the what like a perfect example of what you're saying right now because there's this six five guy. He's like a good looking dude. You know, he's not like, the hottest person ever but he's like good looking but he's definitely the tallest in the villa whatever yeah no personality at all like i don't know a thing about him and he's not funny like there's nothing about him yeah every girl that walks in is swooning over this man and i, I was hate, like you hate to see it yeah i don't i'm just like sheesh you know it's so, only like a spell on girls i hate it i know including me you know i probably Same. swooning for the six five man too you know i, I have you ever dated like have you ever dated like an athlete athlete like a guy that's an nba because i've never gone down that rabbit hole of like a dude that's like an actual athlete really no i've not dated i mean i dated uh someone on my cross-country team um so no other than that like no uh my last boyfriend uh was six eight though so that was beautiful like that was magnificent i remember seeing him for the first time and being like like we were standing at like standing and i was like Oh my my goodness. Like giving him a hug, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so petite and small and (laughs) feminine, you know? And it's like all those memes of like, I'm so tiny, like I can't fit into Brandy Melville. No, literally, (laughs) like I'm gonna be blown away in the wind because of this man next to me. Um but no, i I haven't gone down the athlete route route because I don't know. Like is that gonna go? I don't Yeah, exactly. Like I'm the athlete, I don't need that, like I would like that, but I just, I don't know how that would work out. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm not interacting with them on a daily basis. I'm also not going to be hitting them up, hitting them up on Instagram because they'll look at my Instagram and be like, you're getting, you're not getting, you're not getting skin on my Instagram. So. No, dude, that's also like the weird, like when you're talking about Instagram and guys and dating, like that's another like low key, like insecurity I have about like my Instagram. Like I'm very secure and actually like what I post and shit, but then I'm like, fuck like I texted my friend Ricky the other day I was like you know how they say that like if it's the right one he won't run away if you do anything gross or like he won't be scared and he's like yeah why and I'm like you know what I think I could scare away my future husband like I think I think I actually could um and I just get this fear of like I like a guy whatever we go on a few dates he's like what's your Instagram and then he starts seeing me like batshit posting Lana Del Rey stories like lyrics to the story and he's gonna be like oh you're a freak bye 
you know like you're just saying like so i think there is a right person i mean maybe i'm biased yeah. i don't i post i'm just an insane person like my personality Same. it's not it's like i'm a loud person like i was talking to my pt and she's five three and she's like she's like no one thinks i'm i'm five three because i have like a loud personality i'm like geez well i can't imagine what people think of me <laughs> i'm five eleven and two thirds and my personality is loud and annoying yeah like that's funny i do agree i, I, think, I, I think i will find the right person but like yeah I, I'm also going like, to change, like, just, I'm not going to post super hot pics only. Like, sorry. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, it would be inauthentic to me, but I do think that, like, it was really fucking scary when I was hanging out with a guy and then, like, his guy friends and, like, seeing how they interact on Instagram and they were, like, scrolling and they were, like, following Instagram models and basically, like, going through their feed. They were, like, oh, my God, this chick's so hot. And they, like, showed each other and then they were, like, oh, my God, look at my ex. Like, fuck. Like, that's how they, like, some straight dudes, like, not all, but, like, that's how they were interacting. And I was just, like, that's like low-key really scary to see that that's like how guys interact with social media not saying that's how they would interact with us necessarily like i get some reply guys who are like yo well, yeah, um, no, one's, no one's on my feed i mean i'm doing that two pics every once in a while but no one's like oh she's so hot no you know? like like i don't i don't get the thirst in the dms i get like kate what's a prebiotic <laughs> like i get yeah. those dms but like you know? i don't i mean i just i don't really care like if they do interact in that way then they're not meant for me because like exactly you're not gonna get that for me and i don't seek validation from men and that's why i'm single Period. forever because i just will yeah. not do it unless it's the right person because which I which is good it is i think it is good keeps me mentally sane i will say i've had uh, many bouts of loneliness that eat at me say a lot like a lot but it, I think it's just better than being like tormented by someone that doesn't yeah. care, you know? So it's like, that's why exactly. I'm Exactly. I think one click that I had about like attachment styles, because like, I also feel like I'm a very secure person. Like I think whenever it's been the wrong person, I've had the anxious shit come up. I'm hey, like, oh hey, but it's just the wrong person. Exactly. I'm like, okay, obviously you're concerned when he's going to text you next, because it's like clearly not the right one. But I think I heard this good quote about like getting over that, you know, like a guy that doesn't text you back, but you're still waiting on it. And like, starting to view bad communication as a turnoff like viewing it as like ew that's like disgusting that he wouldn't text me right away like I am not offended but I'm like turned off by that and that actually helped me a lot like with guys and just like oh that's gross that you would like not text me this and not ask me about how my day is and not ask me about this cool thing I was doing that you clearly fucking knew about so like viewing it as not like they did something but it's more like this is how they are and like that's that's a turnoff to me like it's a non-negotiable like fuck you yeah I'm curious, sorry, this is like, I feel like this podcast is taking many turns and we were going over time, but I'm curious, how do you deal, well, you've never had like an act, like a boyfriend, you say, but I'm sure you've had like situation breakups. Yeah. How do you handle that? Like, what's your go-to? If someone, I guess, I I mean, it's kind of advice. If like someone breaks up with you or you break up with them, like, are you going no contact? Are you guys gonna be friends? Like, what's the vibe? Oh, no, I'm no contact. Like, if you, if you're based, like, I'm a Scorpio, and I think that's one thing when people read astrology to me, because I don't know much about it. Um, Like, if things end with us, and even if it's, like, amicable, like, you will never hear from me again. Um, If you text me, and you ask me, like, what pair of hocus should I buy? Like, you are pretty much never gonna hear from me again. Um, I've just, I've done that for my sanity, kind of, like, thinking about, like, what was my life before this person? And I think that's the healthiest pattern of, like, trying to get back to that, you know? Like, I think when you do get really infatuated with someone and you kind of like change your day to day, like you're hanging out at their place and you have like little bits of your life that now remind you of them. I just have to be like, Kate, you were like a full person that like did your whole thing without them before you can go back to doing that. Um, but I've definitely had dudes text like all, almost always I've had guys text me like, Hey, just want to like happy birthday. <laughs> you know, like I've always had guys come back, which is like fine and fair and stuff, but it's like, 
if it didn't work, I do believe like timing is a big thing. And I have had interesting situations where like, maybe we didn't go out and then we didn't see each other ever. And then we did go out and like timing was different there, but it's like, if it ends and you say like, I don't want anything romantic. It's like, we're probably not really going to be friends. Like I can't, I can't like sleep with you. And then like now just like hang with you and learn about your new girlfriend. Like that does not check out for me really. So (laughs) yeah, for me, it's the whole like no contact thing, but also like another thing dating, I've done most of my dating through dating apps. Right. So when you're on a dating app, you're meeting strangers. You probably don't have a mutual friend in common. And I think that's why ghosting happens because there's no third link that is like holding you accountable to not being a shitty person. Like you go on one date with someone about this last year. I think this is because I've brought that up many times to people where it's like, yeah, you don't have, and there's no, nothing holding you accountable to be a normal, like, sane person to cut it off and be yeah. amicable. It's, like, ghosting central, because you'll never talk totally. to them again. Yeah, and so I think now, like, when I've had dating stuff kind of fizzle or something like that, um, I think more and more I've actually had, like, mutual connection things with dating, and then I think it's, like, we kind of held on to it longer because we both didn't want to, like, make it awkward. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's hard. Um, I'm also, like, not pressed to, like, be married tomorrow, but I know it, like, I think I have shifted since seeing my sister get married, even though we're very different people of like, okay, I do want to build a life with someone like living alone is like very isolating and lonely, like not how we are supposed to be as humans to the extent of my knowledge. So like, I know I want that when and how it happens. Like, I don't know. Um, But yeah, I'm the same as you have been single forever. So I'm like very like fine, with like foam rolling my butt and going to bed at 9pm. Like I don't like need that. But like, would like that I'm very like I love love I love to see it so would love for it to happen you know yeah same and I'm the same with no contact I literally tell them like oh I'm never gonna like we're never gonna be friends I say it bluntly like to their face I was like yeah and they think you're joking well because I think a lot of I don't know how they do it a lot of dudes at least in my life they've wanted to be friends after I'm like "Mm, no no chance like yeah I tell them to their face do not text me we are not going to be friends and every single one of my situations has been amicable there's never been one that's like yeah again because I think I'm like a secure person where it's like if it's not gonna work out then we're just not meant to be together and I don't think that reflects on my value at all or theirs same Um, yeah no I've had the same I've never had like a bad situation and it's been amicable every single time but then I'm like okay we're both sitting at the table we both know that we're done sayonara like you don't need to hit me up later you know what I mean because a lot of the times like I'm still I don't know when it's ended like I'm still I feel like I'm always one that ends up getting hurt me too. So oh, I'm still hurt, but I'm not going to be like bitter about it. But yeah. I also know my boundaries for my own sanity. Like I will not be talking to you. Yeah. I'm saying, like I want to hear about your new girlfriend. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like what? Like what joy is that going to bring me in my day? It's not. And that's why I don't. I'm like, how? Like, do you want to hear about my new boyfriend? Like, are you really yeah. that emotionally unattached to me? Exactly. I yeah. I don't get it's it. Goofy. I don't know the male brain. I don't think I will ever get it. Um. We just can hope and we can pray. Because, um, yeah. yeah, I think, like, love would be cute one day. You know what I mean? But, like, who I, knows? I agree. But we're we're fine in the meantime. We're fine. We're just injured. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. This Okay, this podcast, I won't keep you on for any longer because we've literally gone. We've gone. Beyond. I'm and, happy, yeah, Now we're going full circle back to the injury part. I literally wrote down, like, all my notes for this podcast, and I have not um, looked at it one time. I don't really – I feel like that's a good conclusion. Yeah, I mean, we could do a part two if you guys want next week before we answer your questions. But like, I'm chilling. We're good. And I think that was good. Like, you know, we talked about what we need to talk about. It's like a little therapy session, I think. Truly, no, truly, yeah. free therapy, Zoom therapy. Together. Okay, well, where can people uh, follow you and all? Yeah, your- 
all the stuff. Um, so my name, Kate Glavin, which is just like my everything because I'm like too lazy to like change it. So that's like my Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube now. Um, I have a podcast with my friend Emma as well, who lives in New York, and it's called CMOS Girlies. It's all about health and wellness. We try to make like really wonky stuff like the gut microbiome or like magnesium, like more accessible to people. Probably have seen our memes, which is like where I feel like we're more dominant. Um, Instagram page is just CMOS Girlies, and we post three banging memes a day about weird health and wellness stuff so head on over to there one day when i like i I don't i mean i looked really one day were you spammed (laughs) but i literally spammed i think i was on your page like scrolling through those memes i'm not kidding for over an hour because then i was saving all of them because i was like i need to post these periodically because i cannot post these on my story like all the time things no they're fun to do yeah so fun we get it's funny whenever like Emma and I in New York have like gone to like wellness things and there's like adults in the room who are like they'll come up to us and be like are you guys CMOS girlies and we're like yeah why and they're like how do you come up with memes like how do you find these images like they're so coded to like really Instagram aesthetic wellness shit that they're like you guys your approach is just so weird but yeah it's fun I'm gonna have to make some memes later because I'm running low on my my meme drafts right now gosh I can't wait my plans yeah more coming out soon yeehaw (laughs) um okay well yeah you'll have to come on again soon maybe after we're both like on the road to recovery for the injury that okay fun okay Um, amazing well thanks for having me yeah um to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas let's do it well peace out fellas thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of commas over cold brew with kate i hope you guys enjoyed it we talked about so many random things in this episode i feel like that happens every week though so i hope you guys just you know came along for the ride and enjoyed our weird random topics of conversation Follow us on Instagram at Combos Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes and submit listener questions. And I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas.